back. Another episode of the Dirt Exchange Podcast. And it's great to be back and great to great to be able to share our thoughts. Yeah, and you know, this this week's been a crazy week for us, you know. Um, we've had a couple, well, we had a two-day auction that just wrapped up, so it's been busy and um, there's some stuff going on at the end of the week that uh, has taken up some of our time, so we wanted to get in here and at least, you know, record something. It might be a little bit shorter than, than our normal, you know, 40 minutes or so, but we wanted to get some stuff out there. Uh, I know our our followers really like seeing our content. So. Yeah, all of them. Um, they really, you know, from the feedback we're getting, really love to see it. And uh, I think we have a good topic to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, as you know, we, we live in a world where all you hear about is negatives. You know, the media doesn't report any positives. Or if they do, it's very rare. Very seldom. You know, and, that, and that's whether you're talking about you know, a mass shooting or a football player or a basketball player or whatever it may be, you hear the negatives. And, and you know, eventually, when you start hearing all these negatives, you begin to kind of lose hope or, or sanity, you know, in, in our situations, you know. Well, it seems like it just rubs off. It, it, it does. It, it rubs off well, to other people and, and people have this negative connotation. And, yeah. And, Perception uh, is reality. It is. Unfortunately. It really is. I think you're, you're right on this positive yeah. aspect of things. And, and the, the one thing that you can always look at is people in the agricultural world are genuinely, genuinely good solid, have strong core values, and, and they're great people. Um, I just wanted to share a quick story. Be- because of all the negativity here, you're, you're not getting as many positives. And I had a really big positive in my life um, happen. You know, we went to, my family and I, um, went to South Dakota on vacation over the 4th of July. Uh, on the way back, we were pulling our camper and then behind that, we had a trailer with our side-by-side on it. Yeah. Um, leaf spring broke. We lost the rear axle on our camper. Um, that's, we were, that's terrible. <laughs> we were between <laughs> we were between Shavden and Alliance, Nebraska. And if anybody's from home. anybody's ever been out there, yeah, I'm six hours away from home. Um, and in between Shavden and and Alliance is nothing, right? It's it's a stretch of Highway 385, and there's nothing out there. Right. So trying to figure out what we we're going to do. You know, I got two young kids and of course my wife and then, you know, a bunch of stuff behind us in the camper and, and, and whatnot. So we end up limping it to a feedlot, uh, the Bullock feedlot um, that's about halfway in between and uh, walked up to the door, knocked on the door and this older gentleman uh, named Gary answered and told him what the situation was. And he's like, well, if you need to leave it here, come back and get it, fix it whatever that's awesome uh, yeah i got plenty of room and and they now they raised like well they, they custom feed like four thousand head of cattle wow Big so yeah they're not small by any means and they're probably one of the very few on western nebraska left that does custom feeding um and so i said yeah it's probably gonna take a couple weeks by the time to get the parts and all that kind of stuff and then figure out what i need well i was in kind of a scatterbrained mind you know when we were parking it because it just happened and and i didn't take measurements of the axles or look at the leaf springs or see what brakes i needed and that kind of stuff so um <coughs> i told him it's probably gonna be a couple weeks well i tried searching for parts searching for parts couldn't find exactly what i needed and i didn't want to overstay my welcome you know so we uh we headed up there with a a flatbed trailer and the plan was that we were going to load it onto the trailer and uh, haul it home. 
So kind of Jed Clampett style, um, you know, but, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, anyway, this last weekend we, we showed up to get it and I called them and told them that we were coming on, on Saturday. And keep in mind, they're haying, they're irrigating, they have cattle that they got to feed, that kind of stuff. Irons in the fire, big time. Yeah, they, they took about three and a half hours out of their day to help my wife and I get this on the trailer. And we tried several different things, finally figured out what worked and got it on there. They wouldn't take a dime for it. Um, there was nothing I could give them or help them with that they needed, you know, and they're like, well, we're just very happy to help. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, you know, we had a six and a half hour drive home, so we got home kind of late. Uh, the next morning, uh, probably about 8.15 or so, I get a call from a, n a number that I don't know, uh, didn't recognize, and it was Gary, the, uh, the father that uh, called to make sure we made it home safely. Oh, that's cool, yeah. that's, that's very cool. Three weeks ago, I didn't know the guy. Yeah. Um, and they treated me like a friend and a family when I was there, super awesome people. So I wanted to share that. If, if anybody's ever in a situation where you can help out, um, you don't know what kind of difference you're gonna make in that person's life at that time, you know? Cause I would still probably be there trying to load it. You know, God bless my wife, she's amazing. You know, she was a lot of help, but her and I could not have got it ourselves right right you know and that's that's a that's a great story and you know i i think the 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 farming community across the nation yeah um i just want to i want to make a shout out to all of them and, yeah. and thank them from the bottom of our hearts um nebraska yeah. strong here yeah um we went through the whole state of nebraska yeah um and then uh with with flooding in in the spring well and, it and was, it was yeah a, it was devastation. Yeah, devastating. and that was in what March or that so. Was, <coughs> that was in March, yeah. And and it was it about probably less than a month ago that you and your wife and family were able to move back into Just your house. Just moved back into our house. We we had to get the whole basement yeah. studs and everything, and completely a loss and. But, yeah. you know, we're just grateful we have our lives, but, yeah. you know. Because you were, you ended up having to be rescued by an airboat, right? We had to be rescued by an airboat. Yeah, yep. that's, yep. I mean, what was, honestly, what was, and, what was going through your head at that point? Because, I mean, I've never been in that situation. Well, I mean, it's you, scary. I'll tell you what, what was going through my head mostly is, is are we going to get out of here without having to, you know, I mean, yeah. our lives. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, um, um, we have a boy at the house that, yeah. uh you know, is on a transplant list. Yeah. And uh, he needs medicine constantly. And he had enough for another day. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that that's what was going through my wife's and I had, you know, yeah. are, are we gonna be able to get out of here to get so him. we can get him the proper medication? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, that's part of being a parent is, is you always look at stuff and it's, and it's, it's bigger than you. Yeah. You, you know, we all want the world for our kids and we'll do anything that we can to make sure they get what they need. And, and luckily for you guys, there was some awesome first responders and general public that were bringing their airboats out and helping, yes. you know? And unfortunately, and you, you, you see that, we've seen that in Nebraska, it, that was publicized. But nationwide, it was the devastating floods, people without homes, I mean, it was just down and down. But they didn't show how a state came together but and and was only, resilient. Not only, you're right. Not only did the state come together, but farming the farming community yeah. across state lines came together yes. for for us here. 
as far as all the livestock that was lost. I mean, all the hay coming in from Texas, different states, Florida, yeah. Texas, Florida, Illinois, Well, Ohio. And they were, they were actually dropping hay out of National Guard helicopters right. to, to certain people. I mean, and, there, and unfortunately, there's some people that are going to be ruined by what had happened earlier in the year. Right. But a, as a whole, I feel like we've really bonded together as a state and, and, and we have a plan moving forward where, where people are, are looking into it. And I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And one thing I was going to talk, you know, just say real quick before we get into a little more detail of what we're going to discuss is I think, you know, you had said the media is so negative. I think we as, as people need to weed out some of that yeah. salty negativism, negativism yeah. and focus on the good of the good. Yeah. Focus on do, that positive. Do you remember, um, this was back in our car business days, um, we were sitting in one of our Saturday morning meetings and we had a gentleman, um, I don't remember his name, but his gimmick was the speaker with the sneaker. Yeah. He wore a, a full suit, yep. but red Chuck Taylor tennis yep. shoes. Yep. And, and that's, that's how I remember him. Obviously his catchphrase and his, his image works because I remember it. But one of the things that that he had talked about, and, and it's kind of where I got that perception is reality bit, is, is people can feed off your energy, people can feed off your emotion. Um, and you know, you walk by somebody in the hall, or you walk by somebody in the grocery store, you're opening a door, whatever it may be, and you know, you're like, hey sir, how's your day? And they say, oh, it's pretty good. You know, or you'll get somebody who says, well, I ain't worth a damn. You know, what, whatever it may be. But one of the things that he had mentioned in there, and it stuck with me, and I'm sure you've noticed, you know, when somebody asks me, you know, how you doing today? I go, I'm awesome. Whether I am or I'm not, right? Yeah. But it's perception, yep. you know, and you want people to feed off your energy and, and the tone that you set. And, and, and that's something that can help bring some of the positivity to it, you know, because you talk to a lot of farmers and, and there's some of them that are kind of doom and gloom, you know, because it's a rough season and it's the perception and, and the prices aren't where they were five, six years ago, et cetera. But how, how would that snowball if you as a farmer, I said, hey, how are you doing today? I said, oh, I'm doing great. The corn looks good. You know, and, and you focus on the things that you're thankful for and you're blessed with. You know, I got a great family. I got food on the table. You know, my truck's running or whatever it may be. You know, just got a new tractor rather than the negatives. And, exactly. And I think, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was the the involvement of the youth in the agricultural world yes and and it's pretty hard to bring them into the fold when when all they hear is negativity exactly you know you don't you don't hear a a farmer sitting around talking shop at the coffee coffee store about you know what what is farming given me in my life you know it's given me a farmstead ground you know, the ability to send four kids to college or, right. or w whatever it may be. You, you don't hear that, right? You know, and, and then again, the media doesn't portray that either. No, right? they don't. They, you don't. Know, and, they and, and, just it, portray the negativity oh, yeah. of what's happening in, in the present. And, and yes, yeah. and, and, and so us as being in the agricultural world, if, if everybody can find a way to try to bring that, that young person into the fold and, and do it in a, a positive way and, and share the goods of it, it's, 
it, it's only going to help, right? right? Oh yeah. You know, totally. and and I think that um, another one of the other things that that we need to do is incorporate technology into it, and 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 I'm not talking about the the GPS and and those type of stuff because that's there they know about it right right I'm talking about social media and and things like that if if if, if you, I know you're probably not a a big Instagrammer but that's kind of the 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 rave with with all the the young millennial type people is oh I posted that on Instagram or do you see this on Instagram so. I'm on Instagram. I don't do a lot with it, but I but I use it and I use it to promote myself. I have myself. an Instagram account. I look at it maybe, you know, here and there. Yeah, but, but not faithfully. But but, but you know what's it's crazy? Growing. Yeah, what's crazy is if and the people who have adapted this have done really well. If you get on there, and you just type in farms or farming, I mean, it pulls up a whole list of people that you can follow. So I did, groups, right? Groups, groups, you're talking about, no, or, no, or just individuals? Individuals, okay. profiles, whatever, okay. and it could be J&K Farming, or, you know, Pat Smith Excavating, or whatever it may be, you know? And, and you start looking through their stuff, and you can tell that it's ran by a person of a younger generation, because they're posting drone videos of planting. You know, they're, they're taking glamour shots of their tractor at the sunset, you know, when they're, when they're finishing up, stuff like that. That, that, that heightens the level of importance for that younger generation. Isn't it cool you, you, you bring that up? Because I think, um, in turn, that, that really empowers our youth. Yeah. And, and if we can empower our youth and give them the confidence in knowing that, okay, they can be brought into this farming yeah. community and have a say-so, say, in a chat room or whatever, yeah. and give guidance to... A different generation. Yeah. Well, and, and I think how perfect is that? Yeah, and I think a, a lot of the, the the younger generation. What's the biggest thing that they want? They want a voice. They want a voice, right? You know, because there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, my dad always told me that. So it doesn't matter whether you do it this way or you do it this way, as long as you get to the end the same. Well, a lot of these guys, you know, like my seven year old, he's plays farming simulator on his phone like it's going out of style. But because of that, he knows tractor models and he'll go on YouTube and look out and find out more information on them. Or he'll like, you know, it's like this field didn't yield as well with, with corn. I'm gonna try beans or I'm gonna move to cotton or whatever. You know, so they're still learning even at that age. And, and as stuff progresses, f find a kid under, under 20 where their phone's not right here in their hand, y you know? That's, and and that's so crazy, they yeah. have to embrace technology and I think, because the average, you know, farm owner or or ranch owner of this day and age is 45 to 65, you know that. Not to say they're not technologically advanced, because there's several of them that are. There's a lot of them that are, but but. But they don't embrace it the same way the younger generation does. So if you can adapt some of those technologies that they use and some of the newer, you know, more cutting edge things, you can actually you know, maybe, yeah, sure, I mean, you might spend a little bit more on technology, but you're bringing in a younger mind, and you might be more efficient because of that technology. Y you know, which, in turns, if you're more efficient, you're gonna make more money. And you might be able to diversify into yes. other areas that you've never thought of. Yes, absolutely. Well, let that young person be a voice. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a a absolutely, and, and I think not everybody 
or every state or school has an FFA program. I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent oh, a proponent for, I, I... for FFA. They, they, they do a lot of great things. In fact, there was a kid at uh, UNL, University of Nebraska-Lincoln, um, you know, here in, here in Nebraska, um, that with the help of the FFA has developed his own lure system, like fly fishing lures. Yeah, I, I remember talking about that he, with you. I think it's pretty cool. And he, he, he took a class initially when he was like 10 or 11 or something like that, made his first one out of cat hair and has grown from then. Now he's got a full line in Cabela's. Yeah, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And and he talks. I, I was in the article I was reading. He talked about the importance that FFA taught him. Not only from a standpoint of, you know, the ag side, but the entrepreneurial side, and 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 things that they can focus on there. You know, and and then once you you know that person, he's taking agribusiness, which is a good thing. Obviously, you're focused in ag, but you're also focused on on the other side of the business, the, the, the actual nuts and bolts per se. I'm glad you brought it. that up because uh, um, that's one, one thing our farming operations, whether small or big, and you and I have discussed that, mm -hmm. uh, these are businesses. Yeah. And, but I think the, the, the nation or the world needs to, uh, really needs to portray it more as a business to attract these youth in, into yeah. the programs. Um, so it looks, you know, they are businesses, okay? Yeah. Let's make it look like a true business yeah. um, instead of old-fashioned. Well, don't get me wrong, yeah. the old-fashioned works as far as wisdom goes. Yes, absolutely. Well, but times are changing and, and stuff is different. We and need to evolve. Yes, and, and, and one of the things is when you say getting, getting you know, the youth involved in agriculture, most people think, well, yeah, you know, that's my son. He's going to come back and he's going to run the family farm when I'm, when I'm gone or when I decide to hang it up, which very well might be the case because, you know, in the ag world or the farming or ranching, you don't have private backers that could get you set up with land or get you set up with, you know, equipment, that kind of thing. You almost have to inherit it or have an end somewhere to do that. So I think, I think they, they also need to make you know, uh, financing options and, and land acquisitions for the youth a little bit easier, I, you I, know, I, and, and, and there's, there's several ways out there through grants and stuff like that based on, you know, uh, an ag seminar speech and, and being an ambassador for that. So there are some things out there, but it needs to be, it needs to be focused on more. I, I agree with you. And there are a lot of youth out there that would, you know, they don't voice it a lot, but yeah. they, from the feedback we hear um, that they would love to get into farming, but they don't know how to acquire land. Yeah. Well, because of your point, right? And, there. and if you can't, it's not the end of the world. No. There's still, there's still, there's, there's, well, there's still another, another side of the ag world. And that can be, you know, you, you working for a seed company or um, a custom spraying company or feedlots. Feed yeah. So you can still be involved in it and, and maybe work your way up through the ranks to where you might not be an owner or, or an operator, but you're the, the general manager of a Bullock's type feedlot that right. has 4,000, right. you know? Right. And what was cool that I seen there that, that he was working right along, Gary is an older gentleman, um, probably not too far away from retirement age, or maybe he's passed, but to see him working right alongside of his son, 
is awesome. You know, and they both accepted ownership of, of what they did. You could hear the pride in their voice. So that was a guy who has done a good job of bringing his kid into the fold over time, like we had talked about in our future or past podcasts, um, you know, and handing it over to the next generation. And so I think that that's something that, that more people really need to put some focus on. I think, I think you're right. I mean, if, if, if there's more ownership empowerment um, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's totally going to make the employees work yeah. harder. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're it, fighting it, for the whole company. It is. And one of the other things is, and it kind of goes back to the media relations is as a, a community or, you know, the, the population, we, we need to, you know, put a, a greater investment into ag. <laughs> Excuse me, um, but you know, you, you look at how big the farmers markets have grown in, in recent years, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a right, a, a, a good step forward, you know, and, and rather than going to a Walmart and buying your produce, <laughs> right. why not take 15, 20 minutes out of your time, go down to the local farmers market, because they are farmers too, right? They, they plant, are. they pick, they grow, that kind of stuff, and, and, and put that investment into yeah, it, because... Exactly. That's the type of person that's going to come back and spend money at your business or the company you work for. Exactly. Uh, I, I was just going to say, you know, go to the farmer's market, but in addition to the farmer's market, you have trailers set up, uh, nice trailers set up with, with produce. Farmer, you know, you say farmer's market, but we have, you know, like I said, the trailers here in town. Um, that uh, you know, have the sweet corn, have the watermelon, have the pumpkins, have this and that, um, and it's good. It's really good stuff. It's it's better than you can buy in some stores. Yeah, you know? well, and it's it's that type of person. If you're supporting them, you're helping buy a pair of football cleats for their son to play football, exactly, or their daughter to have dance lessons, you know, or or the bike they've been wanting for their birthday, that type of thing. So it's it's truly an investment, and you invest in the people who invest in you. Exactly. So, good point. Good yeah. point. Well, but uh, I I think uh, we've we've chatted on long enough today. Yeah. Um. But but hopefully, hopefully the people will respond to what we had to say today. Yeah. Um. And and totally empower our youth, but rely on the old wisdom out there. Yes, and I encourage anyone who's listening to this. If you have an idea or a topic involving the youth that you want to bring to the table comment on our video or send us an email and let's talk about it let's we would love to you know because that's that's how things get started is one person tells one person that person tells another one and then so on and so forth so we want this to you know anytime any one of our podcasts anytime there's an idea or, or what have you we want this to be an yeah. open forum yeah you know? absolutely so well until next week it's been great chris all right legit we'll see you later all right take care of it.